You're tuning in to Thousand Counters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have David Maxwell joining us from Launceston. And David is, will be continuing. Actually, actually, this is the last program in a series um, of programs titled Amazing Love. Welcome, David. Hi, Tabitha. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Yeah, very well, thanks. Very well. That's good to know. Um, so, David, you've been sharing a lot about yourself and your family, and you've also shared a bit about answered prayers. Um, mm. Yeah, do you have any more um, of sharing to do? <laughs> yes, I, I do have one more to share this morning, today, um, yeah. and, and that is that it, it's actually quite a personal share because yeah. the Sabbath for a pastor is, or a Seventh-day Adventist pastor is usually very busy. Um, mm. Up, up very early in the morning, going over your notes, just making sure you know you're confident with what's there, yeah, and what you've prepared, and any changes that God might impress you with, and then you know you're into the day, and often there's things in the afternoon, sometimes into the evening, so it can become quite long. I remember one particular place where I ministered. I was often up at five o'clock in the morning on a Sabbath, and then I'd be finishing and getting into bed about 10 o'clock, 10.30 at night, and it was a very long day. You know, 15 hours is long in anybody's in anybody's um, estimation. Wow, and what would you be doing at that time? Is it visiting, making visitations or...? Um... Oh, that late at night? No, no, we'd be uh, running a, an evening program, and yeah. so the evening program would start about 6, and we'd have a meal and we'd run a couple of sessions. By the time we'd finished talking with people and they'd gone home, and we'd got home, it was, you know, after half past 10, Mm. Or after 10 o'clock anyway. So, you know, those days are very tiring Mm. normally. Yeah. And for me to do a 15-hour day like that on a Sabbath, Mm. usually you would think, that's not a day of rest. (laughs) Mm. But the amazing thing for me was praying in the morning and asking God for strength to get through the day. And I always received blessing, always received blessing. And it was was a more restful day in many ways Mm. than any other day of the week, even though it was longer than any other day of the week. And I always Mm. found that hard to explain to people because all they saw was the 15 hours work. They didn't see... The blessing that God gave me and the rest I got from that. So that that to me was my final sharing on prayer and how important it is for us to pray and ask God for those those just those basic things that we need in life because He always answers. Yeah, for sure. And you know, sometimes it's how you feel after what you've done that is most important. For me, I'd rather go to bed um, tired, but knowing that I ha- I've made some impact. Um, yeah, because sometimes I also would have like very busy Fridays. Um, mm. Maybe like I have radio and then I would sometimes I do volunteer work. And then um, we have this group by the name ASOC. It's for students on campus. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes I'll finish from volunteer, then rush straight, cook for the group and then go to the group. And then by the time I get home. I'm so tired, and sometimes I'll be um, leading Bible study the following day. So I get back mm. home, quickly have a shower, and then prepare for Bible study, and then I'm going to bed, waking up tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like, but then at the end of the day, how you feel, like, just, it makes a big difference. Blessed. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, and I just to remind our listeners of a show number, it's um zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. If you haven't saved that down, save it as dozen counters and um yeah, just um text us any questions, any um feedback, just um anything you'd like to share, just text that to us and we'll get back to you. And also um you can catch us through the Faith FM app. Um, you can get that um, from Apple Store or Google Store for Android users, um, phone users, or the Faith FM website, um, that is faithfm.com.au. You can um, also listen to the previous programs from the um, app and the website. Mm. Okay, um, David, you, I believe you've been doing the um, follow-up, prophetic follow-up programs. Um, how mm. is that going? Is there any changes to that? Or Yes, yes. A, little, a couple of little changes. The program that'll be, that usually will be on a Friday night at Scottsdale tonight won't be on. That's going to be held in a couple of weeks' time. We'll keep people informed in that. But the one in Launceston in 125 Talbot Road is going to be on Saturday, Sunday night as usual, our final programs. Those programs were going to cover topics like why so many churches, very important mm. to come along if you've looked at why, you know, why there's so many denominations, so many churches, if we all have the one Bible. It really opens up uh, that question and hopefully answers it for people. And The Secret to Success plus a number of other programs. So don't miss those. They mm. start with a soup and buns at 6 o'clock at mm. 125 Talbot Road. Um, just come down the back in the parking and you'll find a, um, a big hall down there. We'll be down there. Yeah, make sure to attend. I believe mm. you'll be blessed out of um, your attending to the programs. Um, yeah. David, today is I believe this is the last program in this series, Amazing Love, and I mm. must admit that I've really enjoyed this series, mm. and I look forward to what is coming up, but um, for today, did you want to just summarize what this series has been about and before we get into um, the program for today? Um, yeah, look, I'll, I'll, I'll do a quick summary uh, in a moment, but w- what we've been looking at last week, we, we were looking at God's amazing love uh, demonstrated in the way he removes rebellion. And, and that's quite important because people will look at that and think, why is God doing these these things? And then the Bible calls them his strange act. But today we're going to look at God's amazing love demonstrated to us by the way he's promised to restore all things. Mm. And we're going to first read from the NLT, Revelation 21, 1-4, to but uh, perhaps um, I'll have a prayer before we do that. Sure. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can look at this subject from cover to cover in the Bible, look at from Genesis right through to Revelation, and we can see your amazing love and how it's demonstrated through some of these stories that are at times difficult to understand. Please speak to us today, we ask in your name. Amen. 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 So perhaps you could read Revelation 21, 1 to 4 from the NLT for us, please. Sure. Um, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. 
for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared and the sea was also gone and I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard um, a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All things, all these things are gone forever. Mm, look, for John, that must have been a... F- Thanks, Tabitha. Oh, for John, that must have been a fantastic thing as he sees no more sea. Mm. You know, for him, he's on this little uh, penal island, if you call, if you like. You know, he's, he's um, isolated here. A bit like we're isolated today. Many people around the world are isolated today, but he's away from most people. He's there um, under lock and key, as it were. Mm-hmm. And he sees this vision where there's no more sea, the thing that is separating him from the churches and from the other churches mm-hmm. where he's been ministering. So it must have been a wonderful thing for him to see no more sea. But nevertheless, this is it appears God is starting from scratch. All things that hurt and all things that bring us pain are gone forever, you know, forever. And now everything's starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. I remember... When I don't know if some of our listeners have had coin collections or note collections. I remember when I was younger, I had this Cool Mint tin. Some of you might remember Cool Mints in a tin. And I had this little round tin, and inside this tin I had all the coins I'd collected. I had a round 50-cent piece, the ones with a bit of silver in them, worth quite a bit, probably worth about $10 at the time. Um, I had $1 notes. Mm -hmm. I don't know what signatures were on those notes, but I had a couple of $1 notes and some $2 notes. And I had... We had our our brother-in-law and our nephews come and visit for a little while. Mm -hmm. And I went to work, came home. And when I came home, I found this cool mint tin Mm. laying in the corner of a room. And I thought, what's that doing there? So I went over and had a look at it. And sure enough, it was empty. Mm. So we got the others into the room and we said, what happened to what was in the tin? Mm. And they said, oh, we we were hungry. The kids were hungry. So... Mm -hmm. I took them up to the service station and we didn't have any money with us. So, And we found the tin with some money in it. And I thought, oh, no, <laughs> mm. they've taken these coins and they've spent them for face value. Mm. And I was terribly, uh, I, I suppose, distressed would be the word for it at the time because to me they meant a lot. But, you know, nevertheless, I've had to start over. I've had to start over. I've had to start again and collect coins all over and so I've got I've got a bit of a collection again now but mm. for me it was it was hard starting over but here Adam and Eve had on, on this planet they'd frivoled away the beautiful planet and sold it for much too short for what it was worth and all the temporary promises of um, for all for the temporary promises should I say that they they've been given by this serpent that was deceiving them and they thought God was holding something back. But today what we're going to do is we're going to look at how God makes it all right once again. Oh, look forward to that indeed. And we have a listener question. Um, what will you look forward to the most in the new earth and what will you be glad that won't be there? Mm. 
Um, text is your responses to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. What will you be looking forward to the most um, in the new earth, and uh, what you d- will you be glad will not be there? Um, for now, we're going to listen to this song um, called Jerusalem. It's an upbeat song um, that has been sung by this choir, Bedikama Adventist College Choir, and this is from Solomon Islands. And um, this song is. Um, it's very has the message for from this song is very relevant to what we've just read and i hope you'll be blessed with this song
program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tazi Encounters, and today we have David Maxwell with us in the studio. And uh, we've got a response. Uh, before we went for a break, we asked a listener question. What will you look forward to the most in the new earth? And uh, what you, will you be glad of that won't be there? And we've got a response from Stephen Freco. Um, Stephen has said to be free of pain. That is what he looks forward to, um, to have no evil. Thank you, Stephen, for texting. Um, for sure, um, I believe most people would agree that um, you know there's just so much pain in the world at the moment and so much evil which is like um, it's getting worse. People are getting more evil and um, people becoming lovers of themselves and all that and yeah for sure it's an awesome thing to look forward to. Um, Absolutely. Yeah for sure. Um, So we're looking at God's amazing love through the way he promises to make everything right in our world again and um, what would you like to share about the verses we read um, David? Yeah thanks Tabitha. That song was just so fitting talking about the new Jerusalem and how it's going to be so great. Uh, We're looking forward to that as Stephen had said Yes, it would be so nice to not have pain in any way. I slipped over yesterday and my wrist hurt a little bit for a while, but uh, I was just reminded of the pain that we have in in this world. Mm. It's so true. Mm. So firstly, what I'd like to cover is what the Bible says about the when God is going to restore all these things. Mm. The timing of this restoration is confusing for some. Some people think that we're already in the millennium of peace, this thousand years of peace but when you take a look around yourself in the world today i don't see a whole lot of peace tabitha you know there's a lot of suffering and a lot of wars and all of these sorts of things Mm. um but i i see very carefully that sin suffering and rebellion has to be removed before everything can be made right Mm. it reminds me of uh, when i was uh, um, doing programming Uh, I I did some programming training and then worked in that sort of field. I I learned how to make an algorithm. Now, an algorithm is the list of instructions you're going to use to build your program. And with many modern programs for programming, people just jump right in. They've made it very, very easy to just jump right in and, and, and Put it together as you're thinking about it. But more important is actually putting together the list of instructions before you move into the program to build the program. Um, because you can use any program to do that. You've mm-hmm. got to test the algorithm. So you've got to test this list of instructions mm-hmm. and put some um, hypothetical data into it and see if it follows through to all the responses that you would expect um, when you put it through this algorithm or list of instructions that's just written in English. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, when you when you spend the time and analyse your set of instructions, mm-hmm. you actually find all the mistakes that you've made in your thinking and you get it right mm-hmm. before you go into writing the actual program. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you learn how to do that algorithm very well, it doesn't matter what program you then use, mm-hmm. it works. The program works. Mm-hmm. You, you, each person then just goes and learns that language, the programming language. But those list of instructions are so, so important. Mm. 
that you actually test them and make sure they're right. Mm. So too you see that God has a proper order in things. He's not going to recreate the world in perfection until sin and rebellion has been removed. That's very important for him. So as we go to Revelation, I'd just like to look at a couple of verses in chapter 19, mm-hmm. verse 21, to set the scene as to what's happening here in these verses that we read, or just before the verses that we read. <clears throat> so I'm reading from Revelation, New King James, mm-hmm. chapter 19, 11 to 15, and it um it says this, Now I saw heaven opened, mm. and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on the horse, mm. um, see, he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. We see this is talking about Jesus. Jesus is the Word of God. Mm. And and the armies of heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on the white on white horses. And now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. And then down in chapter um, nineteen, verse twenty one, it talks about how all of those who were not his were destroyed, were killed by the sword which proceeds out of his mouth. So this, mm. the brightness of his coming, it says in, in Thessalonians. Mm. So here what we have is there's a build-up in Revelation to Jesus' return in six different passages. Mm. Jesus doesn't come six times, but there's six passages. Mm-hmm. And these six passages refer to the final events in heaven, uh, thing, uh, events with Satan and the false church, with God and the true church, things happening on earth, with those who are against God and with those who are for God. They're mm. the six different things. This culminates in his return at the seventh trumpet. Um, He comes with that trumpet of God, the voice of the archangel, and after the final seal is opened, the final plague is poured out on the earth and the investigative part of the judgment's finished. Jesus comes and returns to claim those who who are his and take them home. Mm. So God's love is shown here in that he's even loving in the final event that happens, which we'll look up, look at after the break. But this thousand years of peace mm. happens mm. following Jesus' return. He collects those who are saved. He returns to heaven with them. Mm. And for a thousand years, um, he's there with them. They are there with him. Mm. Uh, those who've rejected God stay in their graves. And oh, I can read that. Mm-hmm. In Revelation 24 to 6, it says, I saw thrones and they sat on them and judgment was committed to them. I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God who had not worshipped the beast or his image, mm-hmm. had not received the mark on his on their foreheads or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ mm-hmm. for a thousand years. So that resurrection of the righteous happens before that. But mm-hmm. the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years mm-hmm. were finished. Mm-hmm. Blessed and holy is he who has part in that first resurrection over such a second death has no power and they shall be priests of God and Christ and reign with him a thousand years. So that's what happens. During this thousand years, it would seem that the saved examine the books in heaven and it tells us that there's a judgment going on there. 1 Corinthians 6, 3 says, Do you not know, Paul talking to the Corinthian church about judging in little matters, mm. do you not know that we shall judge angels? I was actually surprised to learn that. I learned from um, Gary's program 
were Asian yeah. guard, and I was like, that's interesting. Like to, during their thousand years, will actually the faithful who go to heaven with Jesus will be judging. Yeah, that's right. That's Judging Satan and the angels that fell, mm. and and why why they can't be in heaven. So that's quite an important thing. God needs impartial judges, impartial mm. jury, if you like. Mm, God will and, be making it like we'll be showing why things are happening the way they are, why some of the people are not um, taken up, and it'll he'll give us that um, like um. He will show us insight. Yeah, insight. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we get to actually understand it. Not just you know, just do the thing his way. You know, he he's he's in power. He could simply just say, you know, I know what I'm doing. But yeah, he'll give us that opportunity, which is amazing. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Tabitha. Not everyone can be there. You know, that's what you've said. Mm. It's the practicality of it. You know, God won't allow this rebellion to happen again. So those who rebel against God, mm. who don't want to be with Him. He's just going to give them their wish and they won't be there. So perhaps we can go for a break and we can talk more after the break. Yes, we are due for a break now. And we're going to listen to this song, Find Us Faithful, by Christian Beldell, because I believe we all want to access the new earth. And uh, we also encourage our listeners to text um, in their comments on what um, they would like to, um, what they will like they are looking forward to why they're looking forward to the new earth and uh, what they'll they are glad will not be there mm. um let us listen to this song find us faithful we're pilgrims on the journey of the narrow road those who've gone before us line the way Cheering on the faithful Encouraging the weary Their lives a stirring testament To God's sustaining grace Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses Let us run the race, not only for the prize, but as those who've gone before us, let us leave to those behind us the heritage of faithfulness passed on through godly Come and gone 
and our children sift through all we've left behind. May the clues that they discover and the memories they uncover become the light that leads them to the road we each must find. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. May the fire of our devotion light their made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Ties and Kindness with David Maxwell. And um, before we went for a break, uh, initially we asked you for, we asked you um, a question, what will you look forward to the most in the new earth and what will you be glad of that won't be there? Please text us your comments to 488 um, and also for our free offer book offer today, um, the book is called God as a Home for You, and we'll give you more information before we go to the next break. Um, so, David, as we are speaking today about God's amazing love demonstrated through his restoration of all things to the way they were at the beginning, um, you mentioned before the break God has a detailed plan to remove the rebellion from our world and restore it to the way it was meant to be. So what else can you tell us about this today? Yeah, thanks, Tabith. There's many ideas about where this restoration will take place, but the Bible actually makes it quite clear. Um, God is going to restore things to the way they were. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had to have a do-over. Some I can remember putting up a tent, uh, going camping with my fun. wife. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. the tents sometimes are so complex. We used to have this really big tent, mm. and I, re- I can remember camping at at Ayers Rock with it. And the people who were camping next to us, uh, we just had myself, my wife, and our daughter in this really, really big tent. And the people uh, just camping beside us, they had. Uh, three young people, young children, plus themselves, mm-hmm. mum and dad, in this te- this tiny little 
look like a one-man tent, you know, but it was just a small little tent. We watched all these people come out of the tent and we were just amazed and they looked at us come out and they said, how many of you are there? And we said, just three. <laughs> and they, they labelled it the Taj Mahal <laughs> because it was so big <laughs> compared to their small tent. But I can remember putting up a tent and, and not doing it properly and the first time you put it up, you put this pole in here and this one in here and then it doesn't look right Mm -hmm. you've got to pull all the poles out and start again you've got to you've got to have a do-over if you like Mm -hmm. so too you can see that this this tent as it were this world was ruined by sin Mm -hmm. and god cleans it up and after that he simply restores it again Mm -hmm. Uh, listen listen to as we we uh, read uh, just something here Mm -hmm. in revelation 21 And verse 2, it says, Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. Mm. Um, In verse 1, it says, Now I saw the new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. In Isaiah 60, it speaks about this new earth. Um, Maybe I'll just flick back there to to, uh, have a look at that verse. In chapter 60 and verse... Uh, 19 it's clearly speaking about the new earth the sun shall no longer be your light by day for your brightness um, nor the brightness of the moon for the, the night that is but the lord will be your everlasting light and the sun will no longer go down nor the moon withdraw itself the lord will be your everlasting light mm-hmm. uh, and it, then it goes on in verse 21 and it says also your people shall all be righteous so for that to be true sin's got to be gone there's mm-hmm. got to be no more sin mm-hmm. and then it goes on they shall inherit the land forever this is clearly talking about a land where there's no more enemy there's no more suffering there's no no more of this sin and all those sorts of things anymore so you know this is talking about this earth not some other planet not some other place but it's talking about this earth this is what god is going to renew and that's that's an amazing comfort for me certainly for me that this this is the place that God's going to change. He's going to renew. He's going going to make all of these terrible things that are happening in our world right now, he's going to make them all go away and he's going to make this planet our home. Mm. So the new Jerusalem is going to come down. And when we look at Revelation in that verse I read a moment ago, mm-hmm. we see that the holy city comes down from God out of heaven mm-hmm. and it comes down to this planet. And one of the reasons we know it's this planet is because earlier in the chapter it's talking about this rebellion. Now remember when when God returns, he strikes all of those mm-hmm. who don't know him and I just perhaps I just need to explain that for a moment Mm -hmm. as God comes Mm -hmm. he comes in all his brightness Mm -hmm. in all his holiness Mm -hmm. Uh, you know when Jesus was being persecuted by the religious leaders in his day he makes this statement he says I tell you the truth Mm -hmm. he says I tell you the truth in Matthew 26 uh, I think it's around about verse 50 and he says Mm -hmm. uh, after this Sometime later he's talking about, after this you will see the Son of Man, talking about himself, Mm -hmm. coming in the clouds of heaven and sitting at the right hand of the power. That's that's God. Mm 
Mm-hmm. That's God the Father. Mm-hmm. Now, the amazing thing about this is when, when Moses wanted to see the glory of God the Father, mm-hmm. uh, God says to him, I'm sorry, you can't, you can't, because no man can see me and live. My holiness is so great it will consume you, basically, is what he's saying, mm-hmm. because you're not holy, you're, you're sinful. Mm-hmm. And so he covers him up and he goes past him and then he lets him see the back of him, but he says, you can't see my face. Here, as God is returning with Jesus, all the holy angels, all the hosts of heaven, Mm -hmm. as we read earlier in those verses, Mm. we would be consumed but for the sake of having Jesus as our sin bearer. He bears our sin. Mm. He is coming as well. And those who have accepted him are able to be able to see him and be converted changed transformed all of that but those who can't see him Mm -hmm. they are simply consumed by the brightness of his coming by the holiness of his mouth so here in revelation 20 and verse 7 Mm -hmm. after the thousand years it says now when the thousand years have expired Mm -hmm. satan will be released from his prison go out and deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth that confirms they were in the ground Gog and Magog, that's the enemies of God, to gather them together to battle whose number is as the sand of the sea. And they went up where? On the breadth of the earth. They Actually, it's here on the planet is where where this is happening. And uh, surround the camp of the saints and the beloved city, that that new Jerusalem that's come down from heaven. And fire comes down from God out of heaven and devours them. Mm. So after the thousand years, God is staying in heaven. Mm. But here, Jesus Jesus is with those who have been saved. They're inside the city. And mm-hmm. this fire comes from God out of heaven, a special fire mm-hmm. that destroys this great and mighty angel, Satan, his followers. It gets rid of sin. There's no more death after this. And it it purifies the earth but we'll talk a little bit more about that after the break yeah yeah sure because i have a i used to think you know i used to think um that we'll go to heaven that's where we'll be we'll live forever when i was Mm. younger so it's um interesting to know i mean i already knew that um (laughs) this is the earth um god will recreate this earth and um yeah i believe you'll talk more about that after the break and um yeah, I ask a listener question, what um, you look forward to not having um, in the new earth? And for me, I, I think it's just not having to wake up early in the morning to go to work <laughs> and having food everywhere, um, fruits, very um, young, yeah. delicious fruits around me, and not mm-hmm. having to think of working on my goals and thinking, oh, I'm not doing enough and all that. Just not having have to worry about all, all that. Precious. Yeah, no pressure. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and text us your responses. What do you look forward to in the new earth? Um, or what will you be glad will not be there? Um, mm. And for our offer today, um, the book God as a Home for You, and this is by Ellen White. Um, he will come with clouds and every eye shall see him. Have you ever wondered about heaven? Is it a real place? Is, it, is Jesus truly coming to take his children home? If you've asked this or other questions, you'll find helpful answers in this book, God as a Home for You. When Christ came to this earth, the first time he came in loneliness and obscurity and his life here was one of suffering and poverty. At his second coming, all will be changed. He will be surrounded by 10,000 times 
10,000 and thousands of thousands of angels. Each chapter in this book, um, God Has a Home for You, is filled with glorious biblical truth regarding Christ's second coming and the home he is preparing for his children. What a precious, joy-inspiring hope is the promise of his appearing. Who is the resurrection and the life? Um, we'll give you the code to claim that book, um, God as has a home for you after the break. But for now, we're going to listen to this song, We've Got This Hope by Ellie Holcomb. by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Taz Encounters with David Maxwell um, doing the program today. And before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to get the book, God Has a Home for You. And the code to get the book is Amazing17. So text the 
word amazing and number 17 together no space in between amazing 17 to 0488 to get the book god has a home for you by ellen white um david before we went for a break you shared how the new earth is going to be this earth renewed so does the bible tell us how god will do this it absolutely does, Tabitha, and, and I love the fact that God is has put us on this earth and this earth becomes our forever home. Just, mm. just wonderful. But before this earth can be our home, God has to remove Satan, his rebellious angels, sin, and all those re- who refuse to give up that sin and rebellion in their lives mm. while they were living here. You know, God does this using a special fire from him, from from God out of heaven. And we read those verses before the break. Mm-hmm. The, one of the saddest verses for me is as they gather, as Satan gathers those who've been resurrected and they, they, they see where the wrong is that they've done, they acknowledge, as Peter says, he says, every knee will bow of those in heaven, those on earth and those under the earth what that means is those who've died you can't bow your knee to god and acknowledge him unless you're resurrected again so every person has to acknowledge and then they attack the city and it says um, to gather them together to battle whose number is as the sand of the sea to me that's a terribly sad statement mm. that so many people choose death rather than life mm. you know but this is not some far reach in the universe where God puts people for all eternity to suffer. Mm. God deals with the sin and rebellion right here. He removes it. He he sends that fire from God out of heaven. That's what Jesus does. And, and he renews this earth. I can remember going to Newcastle mm-hmm. and going to the aluminium refinery in Newcastle <clears throat> and watching the process of how they refine the metal. Mm. They put all the ingredients in, if you like, all the all the different rocks that they need, mm-hmm. and they and then they they heat it up, mm. and then they scoop off the rubbish from the top, and they mm. heat it again. They keep doing that mm. until it's the consistency they want, and it's or it's is it's as pure as it needs to be. Mm. And then they've got the metal that they need to use and they're able to cool it down. And so I see here that God is using this fire to refine or cleanse the earth. It's no ordinary fire. Mm -hmm. This fire removes all traces of sin. I'd like to read that in Malachi, if Mm -hmm. you don't mind me just taking a moment. Mm -hmm. Just going to go there. Yeah. Yeah, Say something. I've got to have a drink. Yeah, I think that's um, just, it's important. Um, even like when we experience challenges, they make us stronger. So I feel like um, when you're put through some hardships, it sort of makes you a better person and you are able to tell who is um, fit for what you're looking for, really. Yeah, because absolutely. They withstand the challenges and um, yeah, stay strong. That's true. Now, right at the end of the Old Testament, there's this verse where in the very last chapter of the Old Testament in Malachi, it says, For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, you know, like that refinery, Hmm. when all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble, and the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that Hmm. will leave them neither root nor branch. This is not a place in God's love that he puts people and burns them forever, recreates them, keeps them living forever and burning. No, 
there's eternal life and there's eternal death. Mm. There's, there's no living in eternal suffering. The Bible doesn't teach that. Mm. But here he says, I'm going to fix things up. But before I do, I have a program to cleanse the earth and make it right. Mm. So he needs to do that. It's his strange act because God loves us so much and he pleads with us all our lives. You know, don't, don't go down that road. Come and have life. Mm. But in Revelation 22, verse 1 to 5, we see that we have life forever. Let me read that for you. Okay. Those who've accepted him, those who are in the city. <clears throat> Then he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the voice of the Lamb shall be. Be uh, sorry, and the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, they shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads, and there shall be no night there. They'll need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign with him forever Mm. and ever. That's a beautiful picture. Mm. You know, I, I try to picture that, and I, I'm like, "How is that possible? Like, how? It, mm. I don't. It's just going to be so different. I don't know if I can feel that the difference because I'll be a different person then, or mm. <laughs> right. something towards looking forward to hundred percent." But, but, you know, in Philippians 3, 20 and 21, it tells us that we'll have a body like Jesus' new body. It mm. won't be this old, broken, painful body. It's going to be something new, completely new, like Jesus' refined new body. And, mm. you know, he had a different body. He had a physical body that they could touch. They could see the holes in his in his hands, his wrists, where he was crucified and in his feet and the, 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 the scar from his side. <clears throat> they could see all that. He could eat physical human food, but he could do things that humans couldn't do. He could appear in a room and disappear. Mm. So we'll have a body that's made in that likeness. That's mm. what Philippians says. Yeah, so We won't have it, enemies, it you know, holding grudges. We'll no, forget about all wonderful. the people who wronged us. So I just want to take a minute and sum up this series, if I can. Mm -hmm. Throughout the series, we've looked at how from Genesis to Revelation, Mm -hmm. God demonstrates his amazing love to us. Mm -hmm. Um, So such is God's amazing love historically, presently, in the future, that from cover to cover in the Bible, if you care to look deeply, Mm -hmm. you can see his interactions with mankind. Historically, he helps those who are feeble and feel unable to do what he asks of them. We looked at Moses. Mm -hmm. Uh, He shows his love and he's patient with those even who who rebel against him. You know, we think of the disciples and those who were rebelling, Mm -hmm. like um, Judas. He still loved them. He shows no favoritism and he helps even the least of them. You know, there were those in, in their day, just simple fishermen, and he, he really showed no favoritism when he called even someone who had skill and someone who was just doing basic work. Mm. He was gracious to those who attacked him personally and put him on the cross. Mm. You know, in our day, even in all those years ago, he, I'm sure he was thinking of us when he was praying mm. that special prayer in John 17. Mm. And then he leaves us the Holy Spirit to help us each and every day. That's what we experience today. Mm. And this expresses God's amazing love. Mm. He warns us about all that's coming. 
So we'll recognise our sinful condition, we'll turn and we'll be ready for his return. And in what we saw in his future actions, we see that he pours out the Holy Spirit in a special way just before he comes to help us finish the work that he's left for us. And then finally he ends rebellion once and for all. We can take hope in that. He makes things all right again. He gives us a perfect home. And, you know, we get to watch him do the creation, Tabitha. That's just amazing. Wow. Mm. And, and when properly viewed, we see that God truly is a God of love and compassion. Mm. He's not willing that any should perish, it says in the Bible, that, but that all should come to repentance. And all we need to do is allow him to take control of our lives. So I hope you've enjoyed the series. I have, I have, and I hope our listeners have. Um, thank you so much for that wonderful sharing and very inspiring and giving hope to us um, of having a new earth that will not, that will be free from sorrows and um, tears and all the pain that is we are experiencing at the moment. And I really hope we'll all be able to make it to the new earth. Um, mm. And I hope when God comes, he will find us faithful. Um, so I believe next week you are starting a new title, a new series. So yes, what will be series. the title of the series and what will be the title of your first topic? Right. So the series I'm going to look at is entitled The Coming King, where we're going to look at who the king is over this, this series, a short series, who the king is, when he's coming, and how we can be ready. And the first uh, program is entitled Ancient Words. Oh, I look forward to that. And I hope you can join us next week on Friday um, to learn more about that. And um, next week on Monday, we have David Leo um, continue with the series Encounters with Jesus. And uh, David will be talking about the rich young ruler, and that is from Mark 10, verse 17 to 31. Um, and just to remind our listeners of the code to get today's offer, which is the book God Has a Home for You by Ellen White. The um, code is AMAZING17. Text that AMAZING number 17, no space in between, to 488 and we'll be able to send that book to you. Um, thank you for joining us today, wherever you are. I hope you have a blessed day. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.